0: to the Othello Foursquare podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit othellofoursquare.org. Okay, today we're going to start a new series on prayer. Okay, the, 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 the title of this series is Teach Us to Pray. And, um, Really, our heart for this series, these next couple weeks, is for God to bring spiritual breakthrough, deliverance, and a deeper connection to him, our Father. And so, next week, we're going to start this study of the Lord's Prayer. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus instructs his disciples how to pray. And we're going to look at that. So, get ready, because I'm so excited. I believe we're in a season of prayer. It's like we're talking about revival for the church, but it begins with prayer. And so, but today, I just want to—I wanted to remind us about the power of surrounding your problem with prayer. And that's what I want to talk about. So turn with me to Joshua chapter 6. Okay, I was talking to Dustin earlier, and he was like, we're back on that. Joshua, again, I know last week we talked about it, but I want us to catch something here in this Old Testament scripture. So if you're with me, Joshua chapter 6, verse 3 through 5, I'm going to read it. It says, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do for six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day... You shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass, when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. All right, let's just practice. Somebody shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. That is the word of the Lord. Like I said... I believe God has a word for us this morning, like Romans 15, 4 says. And I want us all actually all read this together. Let's read this together out loud. Ready? For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, that speaks to us that pierces every heart. Lord, I just pray that this morning you would you would once again come and speak to your church, that we would leave here different, empowered, and changed. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so I want I want to start off. This is going to give us a picture of what I want to talk about, what I believe the Lord is saying. There was this old, this is a true story, but there was this old Jewish uh teacher who he grew up it was the generation right before jesus okay his name was honi this man was thought of and recognized as being a man of great prayer he had great faith people recognize him as a man who had a relationship with god and so during this time in jerusalem outside the city. The people were experiencing a great drought it was like the worst it had been they hadn't had water in years and so the people the leaders of that area they were desperate they didn't know what to do they their families were suffering and if they didn't get water there was going to be a lot of people who would die and so the leaders knew of this man decided to reach out to him and said hey We know you're a man of great prayer and that you have a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We need you to pray. And so he says, okay, I'll pray. So he goes and he prays for rain, but it didn't rain. So then this is what he did next. He grabs a a stick that's about six feet tall, so about this high. And he sticks it in the sand and begins like, like, a, like a math, um, one of those math objects, you know, like that goes in a circle. He, be, he sticks in the ground and he begins to draw a circle. And he goes 30, 60, 90, all the way to 180 degrees until he had a circle and he was standing in the middle of the circle. And as all the people of the land we're out there was a great there's a great crowd watching him he says this he stands in the middle he gets to his knees with his hands raised on his knees with great authority he says i swear before your great name that i will not move from this circle until you have shown mercy o god upon your children the word that he spoke, the word that he prayed sent a shudder down the spine of everyone there. And immediately, history records, as soon as those words left his mouth and he spoke, rain began to fall, drop, drop. And the people there started started to shout, started to yell. Everyone with their eyes lifted up heavenward began to give thanks to God. But this man, Honi, he was the only one who did not. He, was, he still, he continued to pray. He was on his knees. And he said, and he said this, as the, wind, the rain began to fall, drop by drop, his voice pierced through the air, and everyone heard him. And he said, not for such a rain have I prayed, but for rain that would fill every valley, every cistern, every cavern, O God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And suddenly the rain began to fall in a violent way. And everybody, everybody who was surrounding him, the crowd who was there, history records, they even began to run up to the city to get to a higher level because they knew what was coming next were flash floods. And so as he prayed that, the rain began to fall violently. So with him still standing in that circle or on his knees, Praising God, he prays one last prayer. He says, not for such a rain have I prayed, but for rain of favor, blessing, and graciousness. And just like that, it was as if someone churned down the faucet from like a 10 to a 5. And the rain began to just fall like at, this, at a moderate, beautiful flow. And it rained for days. And the land soaked up the water. And the people lived. And because this man with great faith decided to pray a bold prayer. And I want us to catch this today, church. This man said, God, I'm not leaving this circle until you bring the rain. And he was bold in his request to God. And so... I believe that bold prayers honor God. And God honors bold prayers. And so my question today is, are you being bold in your request to God? Or have you begun to pray out of fear, not faith? Do you really believe in the power of prayer? Do we? Do we really believe in the power of prayer? So today... I want us us to look at the power of surrounding your problem with prayer. Today's message in our collection of talks about prayer is circle your problem. Okay, so if you're writing notes, you can write that down. Circle your problem. As we move into this arena, as we move into this season of prayer, we need to know something God honors bold prayers. God does not want us to pray these feeble prayers, these small prayers, these things that we know and believe, oh, he couldn't do that. He likes it when we pray for the red seas to part, for axe heads to float like Elijah did, right? For for someone like Joshua to stand and point at the sun and declare it to stop because all humanity needs it and because that was what was needed for the purpose and plan for God to come to fruition. He had to pray that they were bold. And I want to say this, prayers that are put that put are put on the line that are that are out there that are bold are the ones that change the course of humanity. They really are. So, you guys remember we talked when we did the series about David, the prophet Samuel. Samuel was the prophet who anointed David to become the king. Samuel's mother, her name was Hannah. She prayed and prayed and prayed for the Lord to give her a son. And it never came about. But then I want us to catch this. In Samuel, uh, I believe, chapter 1, she begins to pray. In verse 12 it says this. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli, who was the priest of the temple, observed from her mouth, And as I was, if it says, Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I'm a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. See, praying out of your norm puts your reputation, your thoughts, self-esteem, all of who you are is put on the line. But there, there is a decree she made, right, before the Lord to see something changed. She wanted this son. She wanted a child. She was, she was praying in, in desperation. And God honors when we do this. Verse 17 says, Eli answered her, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked him. You see, prayers are the prophecies of of your future. The lack of prayer means you're not prophesying for your future. And so the only future you have for you and your family are the prayers you're praying. Praying over your marriage your children, your career, the things you wish or you hope for. The reason why people don't experience life change is, mainly, is sometimes because of the lack of prayer. And they don't understand that the prophecies are prayers for their future. And so it's okay to recognize sometimes when you're in a tough time. But prayer ought to sound like something like this if it's, if it's a prophecy of your future. God, it's tough, but I know that you're able. Lord, I know that you're mighty, and I know that you will deliver me. Right there, you just prophesied to your future. I thank you, God, that you are my healer, my provider. You restore me. You can change the way I'm feeling inside. The insecurity. The the the, the, how I feel weak, Lord, I know that you are strong. You begin to prophesy for your future. Those are our prayers. We pray out of faith, not fear. It's time to make prayer circles. To put our family in that circle. To put our marriage in that circle. To put our sons and daughters in that circle. God is saying, I believe, even this morning, I dare you to draw a prayer circle. I dare you to stand in the middle of that. To circle what the enemy thinks he has. To target something. Because what you target, I target. Pray bold prayers and he will answer. Ephesians 3.20 says this, I'm convinced that God can do exceedingly abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. Yes. Here's what I think we're at in our church. And I was t- we were talking as a team, the worship team, as we were praying. I believe we've seen great breakthrough. But I've also seen, I also believe we've, seen, we've gone through some tough times in the last couple of years. And what the enemy wants to make us think is that oh, your prayers are not heard. But God says, continue. He's telling us, continue to be bold in your request. Because there's a mantle He wants to put on this body Amen. for boldness in prayers. And so, He is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. Don't be afraid to ask. It doesn't matter if it's a sickness, a famine in the land like this guy, a drought, a pandemic, a lost job. God needs some people who will begin to do what that old Jewish scholar did and said, "I'm not leaving here until this gets answered. I'm not leaving here until you provide God. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna put my reputation on the line. I'm gonna begin to pray." And I'm not going to leave until you answer and be bold in our request, not for little drops, but for an outpouring that soaks up the land, that that begins to water our life for us to grow. So like I said, when you're praying, you're you're foretelling your future, you're prophesying to your future, Lord, I thank you that you're going to do mighty things in my family. Joshua 24, 15, what does it say? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a declaration. Acts 16, 31 says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your family. The transcript of your prayers will become the script of your future. What are you praying? What are you declaring? What are you being bold about in your request? So let's go back. We read Joshua chapter 6. Let's go back to that story. Okay, I want you guys to catch something here. There's a detail in this story as I begin to, to read it again, as we did last week. I want us to catch this though. Two and a half million people walked out of the Egyptian bondage and into the desert, and because but because of their unbelief, God said, "You, this generation will not go into the Promised Land." So for 40 years, they lived in the desert until the whole generation died off. Everyone but two guys, everyone, two guys, Joshua and Caleb. And so, everyone else had passed away from the original group. But everyone now who was gonna walk into the promised land was born in the desert. They, they wandered the wilderness, the desert, for 40 years. So every waking moment of their lives was spent in the desert. They lived in tents. They walked the sh- with, the, with the sheeps and the goats. They had never seen a city. Think about that. The first city they see is when they cross the Jordan, and now they're looking up at the walls of Jericho. Everyone but Joshua and Caleb. This entire generation, they were staring up at this barrier. That got, they, they hadn't seen a brick. They hadn't seen a wall. They hadn't seen infrastructure like this. And they're looking up at it and thinking, what is this? I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine being in the, being in the wilderness your entire life? And then getting to the, and seeing these walls, and the walls say they're like sixty by forty feet, and they would race. They was so deep, the top of the walls they could race chariots around with the horses. And imagine being like, we're going up against that. And then they, to their leader, because they're like, we're gonna look at it, to our leader to give us a word, and their leader gives them the strangest commandment. <laughs> Let's walk around. <laughs> Let's walk around these walls. Okay, do you see what we're seeing? Do you see these walls? You like, want us to walk around? And, and you can just imagine them being sneered, them being laughed at as they walk around these walls, as they face this enemy. And so for, I'm going to remind you, for six days, they walk, walk around once. And then the seventh day, they walk around seven times. And the Lord says, when you hear the trumpet sound, a long blast, I want you to give a shout. What were they doing as they were walking around, surrounding their problem, making a prayer circle, letting their praise rise up and their prayers rise up? There is power when you surround the problem. And you begin to circle it. And, you, and God says, well, you target, I'm going to target. And on the seventh day, he says, I'm going to cause the walls to fall. So take that and put it, put it yeah, thank you, Jesus. Because he, when we begin to target things, when we begin to tell the enemy, hey, you have no, even though it looks impossible, I'm going to trust your command. I'm going to begin to walk around in prayer and praise. I'm going to lift it up. I'm going to see the walls come down. I'm going to see the walls come down. It doesn't matter if it's seven days, seven months, seven years. Lord, I know you're faithful and you're going to do what only you can do because this is impossible for me. And we got to begin to pray both prayers and begin to stand in the circle and say, I'm not leaving until these walls fall. And I believe that is what the Lord wants to do. He is saying it is prayer that changes things. There is power in prayer. You don't see it. What were they doing? They were circling their problem. There is power in prayer. And I just, many of us, and I know it's been a great season, but many of us face walls of resistance. And there's been some things that have troubled us. There's been, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in careers, whether it's in jobs. But God is saying, will you put your trust in me? I'm looking for a people who are willing to stay in that circle and say, I'm not leaving here until you make, until God, until you answer this prayer. And I know we've been praying and God's called us to be faithful in, 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 the, in the discipline of prayer, but I believe it's a time to rise up. Just like Hannah, it's a time for we, we begin to lift our praise in desperation where people are, are even, even may look at us, it puts our reputation on the line. But we're saying, no, I need you, Lord. I'm looking for restoration in this area of my life right now to be bold. Because even in our natural, when we don't know how we're going to get through something, God says, well, guess what? I'm supernatural. And I can do it. So if you would surround the situation... Begin to focus in on it. Guess what? I'm gonna bring my focus there. And I'm gonna to begin to answer you. And Romans 8:34 says, Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is inter- interceding for us. He is interceding for us. What does that mean? Jesus is pleading, intervening, mediating on behalf of us. When we send our request to him, this is our Lord Jesus who is interceding for us. And as they marched around the city, seven times, on the seventh time, trumpets sounded. They gave a loud shout, and the walls fell flat. Not just a little bit, they fell flat. It's time for us to rise up, moms and dads grandma and grandpas friends of another friend who want to see something change it's time for us to stand and begin to put those things in the circle too and so said, this is going to change it's time for it to change it's been too long I'm going to fight God you're raising up the strength in me I will not stop And I found I found this I found this stat really interesting as I continue to stay in the book of Joshua. Um, geographically, the city, the city of Jericho, the place of Jericho, is the lowest place on earth. <laughs> lowest place on earth. That region right there by the red by the by the Dead Sea or the Red Sea, I don't know which one, but it's the Red Sea. It's the lowest place on earth. And what God, as I, as, I, as I read that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But God's like, you need to tell the church that when you're in your lowest place of life, when you feel like I have nowhere to go, when you feel like I have no hope, you need to begin to circle and target what, and begin to pray and not leave until you see something change. Get praise and get prayer going. It is a season to pray. Now, here's why I know we're talking about this, this, old, this old Jewish scholar drawing a circle. And you're like, well, where's that in the Bible, right? But and, and, I, I want to show you something, that when we draw circles in our situation, then the Lord begins to draw circles around us. <laughs> Psalms 32.7 says, you're my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and you surround me songs of deliverance. Okay, when you begin to circle your situation of trouble or with something that seems tough and you don't quit, you don't give up, you keep praying, you keep crying out, God says, I will surround you with songs of deliverance. God says, I'm sending angels, and the angels surround you and start singing about the kind of deliverance that's gonna happen for you. Psalms 34 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. When you draw circles around your family, around your marriage, around your job, your coworkers, whatever it is, God draws circles with angels. God can level out the walls of resistance. Even the hardness of heart of a man. And I believe someone needs to hear that. When you begin to pray for someone, you, I mean, it's like, I don't know, guy. You have to deal with their heart. Right. Guess what? He can. Yes. He can. And so he hears our prayers. Please hear me out. We can't give up. We have to keep going. We have to keep being bold in our requests to God. Keep praying. And so as you, st- as you stand to your feet today, right now in this mall, everyone just stand. I want to ask you once again what I asked at the beginning. Are you being bold in your request to God? Or have you began to pray out of fear? Has the enemy tried to lie to you and tell you that God doesn't hear when you pray for something like that? Or that you don't need to pray because, you know what, if if things are going to change, they're just going to change. But God is saying, hey, I'm looking for a people who will draw circles around their family, who will draw circles around their job, who will draw circles around that hospital where that, where that son or daughter is or that area and say, you know what, this territory is marked for the Lord. And I'm not going to leave until something changes. This is a year where God wants to do amazing things. I believe he is shifting the atmosphere in this city, in this region, this nation. But it starts, and it starts within within your family. It starts within you. And so, do we really believe in the power of prayer? I dare you, right now. And I want to do this with every eye closed. Just bow your heads with me to draw a circle in that thing in your life. We say, God, I know that you can, you can move this. You can change it. You, you, Lord, you are faithful to answer, to bring deliverance in this area. And he is faithful. And he surrounds us with his angels. They're singing over your situation. And he's saying, I'm looking for a people who will be bold. Who will cry out. Who won't, who won't be thinking about what it's going to look like. Because, but they're just desperate for change. For God to come do something. So Lord, we thank you this morning for what you're going to do. We circle the problem. And we say, God, we know that you are all powerful and almighty. To see for the walls of resistance to come down. You are able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think because you are worthy. So we thank you, Lord, for your blood, for for what you're doing. And we raise up prayer and praise. We raise up prayer and praise in this season because the walls will come down and we will see a change. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's message make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts if you'd like to partner with ofc you can give on our website othello have a blessed day we'll see you next time